Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Midday Joy. Joy with Unati. So on Tuesday is Kaya 959's Wellness Day and we're going to be doing different things throughout the day to make sure that we, you know, stay on top of our wellness. So I've agreed to check for lumps in my breasts on camera and on air. My producer is getting everybody excited. He's like, so are we going to be filming you being touched? <laughs> so are we going to have this on camera? We're going to do it live? Like, you know, the touching of the breasts? And I said to him, Yobi, desexualize it. Yes, I'm a Scorpio. Yes, my birthday is next week. But we're going to be checking for lunch. So on Tuesday, you can join us for our wellness day as we wrap up uh, our breast cancer awareness activities. And obviously, this activity falls part of the whole world wellness campaign that we're doing the wellness day we have as a kind 959 family so on tuesday check out for that we'll be live on facebook between two and three as i do what i check for lumps no cheryl not feel myself <laughs> how cute is everybody everybody's absolutely cute Demana came through before the loonies with babu nana coyote with go on living your life we also had Wizkid and tiwa savage with this love and roberta flack and Peebo bryson started off the top of the hour with tonight i celebrate my love for you so today we're keeping in that conversation so that we can spread awareness but also spread support where we can. On the line we have oncologist and also we have reconstructive surgeon, philanthropist and also founder of Smile Artist Africa, Dr. Brian Munaisa. Good afternoon and thank you so much to the two of you for joining us. We know how busy you are. Good afternoon, Nokwanda. Good afternoon, Brian. Hello, Nati. How are you? I'm well, thank you, ma'am. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just wanted to add, you shouldn't only be checking your breath. Okay? <laughs> just checking at least once a month. <laughs> I check them every day, Doc. I was, <laughs> I was telling, I was telling them. I literally do. You know, it was, it was something that was taught. <laughs> I went to a girls' school um, in high school, so it's something okay. that was taught to us. So I literally do. I lie down, I watch TV, and I check my breasts every day. I just think they're just excited. <laughs> I think they just got excited. <laughs> thank you for your time, you know, and, and thank you for being who you are for South African women to the both of you. When it comes to breast cancer, it's obviously a, a conversation that can be alarming, but it's no longer terminal, right, Doc? Um, Let me start with Dr. Zuma and then we'll come to the reconstructive part okay. with you, Dr. Manais, if that's okay. Dr. Okay. Zuma, it's obviously a conversation we need to have because it's more vigorous and aggressive when it comes to young black females. That's very true. Uh, we're finding that now, um, no matter what your predisposition, as in whether you've got genetic disorders or you've got a family history of um, breast cancer, younger people, very young people are presenting with aggressive disease. Um, when I say younger, younger than 40, because yeah. um, the traditional age for um, being diagnosed with breast cancer is in the late 70s to 80s. But now we're getting people my age being diagnosed with advanced disease. Do we know the reasons why, or is it just the evolution of mankind and, and the earth and all the elements that affect us? There's a, a combination of reasons. Um, one, I think uh, mostly that our lifestyles have changed. Yeah. Um, younger people are, people are being very stressed uh, Young people are being diagnosed with HIV. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes we don't know it, but in our family history, there is breast cancer. Then we never know. 
it's a taboo subject. Yeah. So in many cultures, um, people don't talk about it. You just hear that your aunt has passed away. Meanwhile, they had breast cancer. So you don't know that you have to take um, precautions necessary to um, to take to check that you've got the genes or whether your your breast the lumps that you're feeling could be malignant. How do we even begin to check? You know, I, I remember Doc, Dr. Monaisa after our weekend raising money for reconstructive surgery for for many patients. A lot of the people on my Instagram page, um, obviously women, but also men need to know that they need to check as well. A lot of them just asking so many questions and saying they can feel things that they're uncomfortable with. What do they do? How do we advise the first step? You know, it's for someone who hasn't who wasn't, you know, educated um, at a girls school like me where we were taught how to do it and how to do it regularly and when to do it. How do we start destigmatizing that conversation so that we can help, so that it's no longer terminal? So um, part of the destigmatization mythology of the disease is that if you can get the the diagnosis and you can detect the disease earlier, you you can be exposed to treatment that um, are very effective and can allow you to live a normal life after your diagnosis. Uh, whether your treatment is surgery, uh, chemotherapy, radiotherapy, mm-hmm. um, you can you can be diagnosed and treated early, and then your outcomes are obviously much better. Um, we also live in an age whereby there's advanced technology now, where women don't need to be subjected to um, scars that are very um, um, intrusive in terms of yeah. look. Yes. Yeah. And we will out now after you've gone through your cancer journey, you can have um, reconstructive surgery that makes you look um, as normal as, almost as, as normal as the next woman and you can still look pretty um, with your boobs um, after you've had the diagnosis of breast cancer because of reconstructive surgery yeah. and having it being diagnosed early. Um, right now, we say that with breast cancer, yes, you can get diagnosed. Even if it's stage four, you can live a long life. Um, we sometimes say that it's a chronic disease. Um, it's there for a long time, and mm. it just needs to be managed accordingly where it, it can um, be controlled. Dr. Munaisa, you, you, a lot of your work is reconstructive surgery and you, you reconstruct different things for different human beings in different parts of their body. How much of, is, how much of your work is directed towards breast cancer and, and why is it so important to you, um, even to a step where you've, you've founded the foundation Smile Artists Africa? Well, so as a, as a reconstructive surgeon, um, I'm obviously at the end of the spectrum in terms of the treatment. Yeah. Um, although it does have a good impact on the quality of life. For sure. What is what is very, very apparent is that breast cancer is becoming more aggressive. Yeah. And it's becoming more aggressive in young black women. Yeah. So, um, you know, part of founding the Smile Artist Africa and having the, the media and having the public attention on it is is about raising awareness yeah. of breast cancer and and making you know people aware that if diagnosed early it is treatable. Making them aware of doctors such as Dr. Zuma, yeah. who um, I'm very grateful that she could be a, a part of this talk today. Yeah. 
um, that, pe- that there are people who are geared towards treating it, um, making sure that the cancer does not spread, and making sure through multimodal therapies or surgery, radiation, and chemotherapy, making sure that the patient survives. Um, from my side, I do, I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, and like I think maybe eight to 10 breast cancer reconstructions a year. Sure. Um, my practice is overwhelmingly cosmetic, yeah. but uh, breast cancer reconstruction is one of the more satisfying reconstructive surgeries that we do yeah. because the, the people are so happy afterwards. <laughs> you know, um, I think emotionally being diagnosed with cancer is, is one of the scariest things possible. Yeah. And, and that's why we avoid um, checking ourselves. We are, if you find a lump in your breast because of the fear, you think, you know, because of the fear of losing your breast or losing your life, you keep putting it off and postponing it. And definitely Smile Out of Africa is as much about educating people about prevention and early detection and good treatment. Um, and then, yes, our main core business, because I'm a plastic surgeon, is the reconstructive surgery. For sure. And um, after the first auction that we did last year in December, I think we spoke to you yes. around that time as well. <laughs> yes. Um, thank you for having us on your show today and that time. After that time, we managed to raise 300,000 rand. Um, we have conducted three breast reconstruction surgeries this year. Phenomenal. Uh, two, two were on one patient, so we had to stage her surgery. Yeah. We first built the breast using some of the muscles from her back, and then to increase the size and softness, we did do some fat grafting to it at a second stage. Um, my surgical team is, is great. I'm sitting with my anesthetist right now, uh, Dr. Sachuayo. They also give their time pro bono, um, you know, when we are doing the surgery. Yeah. Um, so, so really for us, it was just a chance to become involved in the community and increase awareness and kind of just give back some joy, give back some love and some happiness. For sure. Dr. Zuma, before we allow you to leave, um, we were joking about it earlier, but I think your message was very serious. How often should we check for lumps um, in our breasts? I know we can do it in the shower while we're, 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 we're you know, washing ourselves, lying down, watching uh, TV in bed. We can involve our partners as well. How do you suggest we, we go on this, this journey of, of protecting ourselves? regularly and consistently so yeah so the attitude to take towards it is that to be positive uh, when examining your breast yeah you're not looking for something um ominous like a breast mask you're trying to find it when it's still early yeah and the advantage of that is that you can get good treatment um or um get it excised as soon as possible yeah so in terms of how often uh, we say that at least once a month, mm-hmm. um, ideally not when you're on your period. Um, you feel, when you examine yourself, you examine both breasts as well as your armpits um, for any lumps, any skin changes, yeah. any nipple discharge, um, any um, skin changes as well. Yeah. Um, so once a month at least. Um, and then when you turn 40, um, at least have a mammogram at least once every five years. Okay. If you, ha- you do, however, have a family risk 
um, or family risk factor or genetic disposition, yeah. you need to do your mammograms more often. May I ask why when we're, why when we're not menstruating? Um, so your the hormones from your um, period affect the density of your breast. Ah, that's why our breasts get bigger every once every thirty days. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank it's you. Yes. They are. They're Don't bigger and they're more that. tender. Yes. Oh, we Don't finally get that. it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> thank you for your time, Doctor Zuma. I know how busy we, you are, and, and thank you for being who you are um, in the community, and just for giving us hope and 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 making sure that the anxiety around terminal, um, I guess. Uh, proclamations when it comes to diagnosis is is no longer like a definite. So thank you for 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 being you. You're very welcome, and thank you to Brian um, as well for just inviting me to this conversation. Thank you so much. We're going to continue our conversation with reconstructive surgeon Dr. Brian Monisa, thanking Dr. Wanda Zuma, our oncologist, for the conversation today. And we're going to bring a breast cancer survivor. She's an entire vibe. I just want to let you know, she let me touch her breasts and they feel wonderful. Another achievement is the amount of money raised by our reconstructive surgeon who's on the line with us when it comes to reconstructive surgery for breast cancer survivors. Another thing we need to celebrate is our breast cancer survivors and and the message and everything that they are to us and for us as South African women and men because men also get breast cancer. On the line we have Lifting one of, Joy, uh, joy uh, with Unati. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more. How are you? Sana, don't giggle. I'm great. I'm absolutely amazing. I get tickled every time somebody says the full name, you see. Thank you, Unati. Anytime, darling. I mean, it has to be said because you are now a missus. Thank you. And they must recognize this. Absolutely, absolutely. Hi. Hi, darling. I know how it feels, you know, from your perspective, because we spoke at the beautiful, beautiful event that uh, Dr. Brian hosted last month. But to be so young... Please take us through that, to be so young and to get the diagnosis and then to possibly think what that means, but then to get the hope and then to be a living example of the hope because you are living a new life. Uh, it's a journey to get there, to living. Um, it was not easy. I got diagnosed when I was 31 years old. That's, now you're a baby. I remember I had just moved to Cape Town mm. and I was I was alone there. I had no friends. I had no family at the time. Mm. So it was a very, very scary thing to go through. Um, I will fast forward the journey to the part where I actually survived and I started living. Yeah. And for me, that journey started really last year. While I was going through the try not to die phase, yeah. I didn't grieve a lot. I didn't feel a lot. I was just trying to concentrate on being alive. Yeah. And it was only after my reconstruction surgery last year that I actually properly began to heal myself entirely. And this so is yeah, a conversation we were having because you, you were saying that Brian doesn't take the credit that he deserves. And for you, a huge part of it started last year, the confidence, the healing, as you were saying, the belief that you, you will have a few years to come. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, people tend to, this is my, my experience is that um, people would say, but you've, you've, you've uh, healed, you, you've survived, yeah. you've not died. Yeah. It doesn't matter that you don't have a breast, I mean, it's just one thing. But it does. Like you're missing a leg. 
But for me, the journey to actually starting to heal um, started when Dr. Brian Manaita and I met and we reconstructed my body and I could stop being afraid to even just look at myself and start looking at some of the things that um, might have made me sick or some of the things that I needed to change in order to heal completely. Mm. Conversations that you have with your with your patients, Brian, because obviously it's it's something that you look at surgically and and you try and see the best way as 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 Umutango was saying as reconstructing the entire body to make it feel um, as close to normal as as prior to the diagnosis. What are some of the the concerns that you find some of your patients have, and and how do you um, minimize these fears? No matter how much and, emotion and, and feeling you may have, or how much hurt you may have, life has to go on. Life doesn't stop mm-hmm. anyway. Sure, so if sure. you don't process so, that and understand um, that, you know, you're stuck in whatever time period you got hurt forever. So grudges and anger and negativity, I don't have time for it yes. because I'm living to do so much positive yeah. thing. So I can't stand uh, in the past and bathe in. Who was able to self-fund a reconstruction. I thought about all the other young women who maybe along their journey, you know, at 31, you're not like... Your mind has to be stronger than your feelings. Think about every poor decision you've made in your life. It was more emotion that was involved in it than there was every single one of them. Think about it. Your feelings keep you in bed. Your mind tells you, get up. You know, a lot of the patients... Uh, by the time they get to the plastic surgeon, have had two surgeries, one diagnostic, another one therapeutic. Yeah. So they've been through a lot. Um, a lot of the patients feel like, um, you know, they're not sure if they really need to have the surgery. Yeah. Um, they're afraid of the pain. They're afraid of surgery. And, 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 <clears throat> and they're afraid of looking vain, you know. So we talk about all of these things. And, and really, you said, I don't take the credit. I can't take the credit. Um, all I am is just trying to help. I'm just an assistant service yeah. in, in, in people regaining who they are. Yeah. So, so really, we just try and work with the person and get them to a point where they feel that they are themselves. They feel that their options are theirs. The, you know, you know, um, in life, you have to feel that you can do stuff, you can achieve stuff. And that's really just what, what we try and talk about with our patients. From a safety perspective, we have to make sure that the cancer is cleared, that there's, you know, there's no recurrence expected or anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. And then we look at the reconstructive options. We look at, generally, we look at two options, whether we're going to use your own body tissues. Yeah. And if we do that, we either take the, the muscles from the back and swing it to the front, you can add an implant to that side to make it look nicer or fat sometimes to make it softer if we need to. And then the other option is to take from your lower tummy area, so almost like a tummy tuck. Yeah. So we take that fat from the tummy tuck, we weave, we fix your waist so you've got a nice waist now, mm. and then we take all of that extra tissue and we put it and we shape it and make it into a new dress. So those are the two best options from my side because mm. we use your own tissue. Um, some people don't have enough tissue, in which case we would look at something called a tissue expander. Mm. We put a, a balloon under the, the pec the pec muscle, under the skin, and then we slowly blow that balloon up to make extra skin. And when we do that, the skin stretches slowly. 
um, until we have enough skin. Then we take that expander out and put an implant. And then often we have to just do a matching procedure on the other side. Because I'm in a season where I can't handle the stretch. I'm in a season where you either got to be for me or against me. And I don't really know what side you're going to choose, but this on the bubble thing where we kind of friends, but we not friends, where you can talk about me and not treat me well, and I just learned how to recover. No, I can't do that. That's not for me no more. So really, I can't take credit for that. I changed my mind. I hear you. It's a complicated process. God, with so many facets in it. Mutangwa, before we let you go and, and Brian as well, what do you love you about having had you the reconstructive surgery and understanding who you are today with so many facets in it? When I would just take anything and you could lie to me and cheat on me and say you're going to borrow money and never give it back. You liked me better, but when I started saying no, when I started setting up boundaries, all of a sudden we got issues. Well, God bless you. I'm glad it's over because I'm not going to shrink to make you more comfortable. Because I'm able to just show off my breath, yes. Yes, I guess. And thank you for letting um, me feel them. I know, and I'm sorry, <laughs> but I was just so happy for you. Do you know what I mean? So, like experience, I love people touching them. Yes. <laughs> And they're yeah, lovely too. Really, they're lovely. Oh, they're absolutely gorgeous. They are. Uh, they are. To experience myself yes. in that whimsy again. Um, not taking life so seriously. Yeah. Again. Um, there's so many things that I, I can say to, be, to, to say that I'm absolutely grateful that I went through the last surgery. Yes. And also, Dr. Mnaisa, I will thank you every day I get a chance. Yes. You performed a miracle on me. Thank you so, so much. And hopefully everything that we're doing here today will help women realize that it really doesn't mean that it's the end of the road for yeah. your body and for your entire life. Yeah, well, that's why I wanted the two of you to end the conversation because I think it's a conversation that a lot of people are afraid to have. Have. There's a lot of stigma put on it, and and we we just need to destigmatize it, and also just allow people, as you were saying, Mudangwa, just to have hope and to keep their dreams alive. And and Brian, to you too. Thank you for being that to all of us. Thank you to the both of you for your time, um, you. and being Thanks a vessel for, for having conversations like this. And um, thank you, Please check your prayers. Yeah, at least once a month. And we can involve our partners. Yeah. Hey, B. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dr. Brian Munaisa, reconstructive surgeon, plastic surgeon, philanthropist, but founder of the Smile Artist Africa Foundation. And we raised millions this year, and hopefully next year you'll help us do so. And Mutangwa, thank you so much. Mutangwa Machaba Ratala, breast cancer survivor who paid for her own reconstructive surgery. And as you can hear, she's a very happy woman. Midday Joy. Joy with Unad. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.